This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Here's little Frankie down the cotton trail. No, no. The, the, uh, <laughs> well, happy Easter well, to happy you. Happy Easter and happy Passover to you, Charlie. That's right. It's a big <laughs> I, I, weekend. I shouldn't have started that song without having the lyrics firmly planted in my <laughs> noggin, but there you go. Uh, yeah, here we are in a long holiday weekend. It's mm-hmm. a very uh, telling time for a lot of uh, folks, Christians and, and uh, Jewish uh, listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Passover and so forth, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing a couple of my uh, grandkids a little Family. later on today. Are you? You know, I got them. Uh, not not shy. I didn't buy any more. They might be listening. No, yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they're going to have enough chocolate, so I got them hula hoops. Oh, good real. idea. So that'll you know get them out that'll to the keep park. Them busy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wear off some of that sugar. Wear off some of that Lord, energy. Children and their energy is like yeah. Woo, yeah. exhausting. Anyway, here we are and uh, talking. Now look, it's nice and sunny out there, it's Charlie. Blue. I was but, like blinded man. by the sun today. Yeah. It's gorgeous, Ooh, actually. But chilly. And snowfall warning in oh, Sudbury as we speak. Yeah, yeah, lovely. Yeah, Here I are the it. numbers if you'd like to call in and say hi to Charlie and Happy Easter or whatever else, by all means. Uh, in Toronto, 416-360-0740. Anywhere else in the province, toll free, 1-866-740-4740. Our little mantra is, please call early, call often, one question per call. And if you happen to be a first-time caller, yeah. let Sebastian, our operator, know. And when you come to the air, that will precede you. And you <laughs> Get your will, garden wings. Garden right? wings. And Frank loves doing that. He loves getting that exercise. Oh, so yeah. call in. First, first-time callers are super welcome. Yeah. It, we're on the cusp of April. Spring has started. It's a bit yep. of a s- slow start, but spring has started, and wow, there's lots going on. So let me just get right to some of these events. Uh, this Monday, well, it's not this Monday, week Monday, April 9th, at 8 o'clock in the, after- in the evening, the Agent Court Garden Club meets at the Knox United Christian Education Centre, 2575 Midland at Shepherd. That's in Toronto. Edna Caldwell will teach everyone about roses. Very friendly bunch of gardeners, always happy to welcome new fam- new faces, new members, lots of fun. Actually, speaking of fun, I had so much fun at the Brooklyn Hort Society this past Wednesday. It was, and I was just telling you, first time ever, I preached. I, I was a preacher. in the pulpit. I was in the yeah. pulpit. And we were at the church, but instead of the church basement, we were in the real the real church. Wow. It was great. Lot you of should fun. have taken up collection. <laughs> I, I should have thought of that when I was there. Um, all right, so that's happening on the 9th. Now, also on the 9th, I'll be speaking at the Innisfil Garden Club in the Churchill Community Center, 6322 Young Street in Innisfil. That's your sort of neighborhood. Yeah. Meeting starts at 7.30. My topic is designing with trees and shrubs, which, of course, is an excellent topic at this time of year since we're all thinking about doing some planting, 
sometime soon. Wednesday, April 11th, the Riverdale Hort Society meets, of course, at the Frankland Community Centre, 816 Logan Avenue, just south of the Danforth, 7 p.m. Speaker is Signe, I don't know how you pronounce that, S-I-G-N-E. How would you pronounce that? Signe? Sin? Oh, boy. Sign? Unless I can see it, I'm, I'm stuck Well, it's here. Sign, S-I-G-N. Oh, okay. With yeah. an E on the end. Langford. She's the author of Happy Hens and... Signe. Signe. Okay. Happy Hens and Fresh Eggs, Keeping Chickens in the Kitchen Garden with 100 Recipes. So she'll be speaking there, um, of course, at the Franklin Community. Community Center on April 11th, two weeks from today, Saturday, after the show. I will be uh, speaking at the Berry Garden Club as part of their spring seminar. Oh, wow. That's at 1.30 in the afternoon. Meeting is at the Tangle Creek, <clears throat> excuse me, Tangle Creek Golf Club in Thornton. My topic is great gardens with less water, which is always a favorite topic uh, because we don't appreciate our water enough. Well, we there you are. Really, I had to really call George Ginescu, my old pal. Uh, he lives up in the Berry area. Oh, so. he might just want to come. Yeah. You never know. Uh, okay, and I guess we need to go, but I just want to say, yeah. we're in the Toronto Star today. <laughs> we are so famous. Um, yeah, so shout out to Mark and Ben Cullen. Mark and Ben do a column mm-hmm. every Saturday in the Toronto Star in the Homes and Condos section. Today, the subject is puttering around with gardening podcasts, and I'm proud to say that they love our show and recommend it as a wonderful show to catch for staying on top of gardening and listening to the extremely talented hosts, plural. Uh, well, they gave me far too much credit when they said something to the effect of uh, the hosts, uh, including me, answer questions, unless it's the odd occasion when I might have a word to say about nematodes. I know, it's that's all Charlie's Bailiwick. It's your but, Thank thing. you but very you, much. They're you're very on nice. the bell. I mean, you have yeah. some talents. There's okay. no question. Well, thank you. I mean, thank gardening you. might not be one of them, but you do have some <laughs> other talents. <laughs> all right. All righty. <laughs> We're going to take a little bit of a break here, our first break coming up, but we'll come back and zip out to Etobicoke to say hi to Molly here in this gorgeous morning on the cool side, but nonetheless, it's nice and sunny. Back in a moment. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. All right, Charlie, let's head out to Etobicoke. Say hi to Molly. Welcome to the show, Molly. Good morning. Welcome to to both of you. Hi there. Uh, I'm phoning regarding... A limelight hydrangea. Yeah. I talked to you last year about it, mm-hmm. and it never uh, really bloomed until late on in the season, and then it bloomed profusely. Good, it's beautiful. Well, it, yeah, it is a late summer bloomer. Oh, I didn't. Well, yeah. I didn't really. It hadn't bloomed any, you know, in any uh-huh. year up to then. Uh-huh. Uh, it has grown a lot, and I want you said to. Cut it back in March. Or and April. You, as long as you cut it back in the spring, you're fine. Okay. No cutting back. Where? Where do I cut it back? Like, uh, where about and on the bush do I cut it back? Okay, so limelight hydrangea is lovely. I, one of my favorite shrubs, but it wants to be very large. If you left it unpruned and untended, it would be eight feet tall and eight feet wide 
happily. So most of our gardens aren't big enough to handle that. So I usually cut, I cut mine back in the spring. Where do I cut it back? Well, if you look at the stems, even right now, if you look at the stems, you will see little bumps on the stems, which are the nodes where the leaves are going to come from. So when you, you get out there with your nice sharp pruners on a dry day like today, and you cut down to just above those bumps on the stems, keeping in mind that wherever you cut it, two shoots are going to, you know, pop off of that cut point in the you know opposite to each other so you just have to kind of envision the how the shrub's going to grow after you do the pruning um don't be afraid to cut it back by as much as 30 percent so if it's six feet tall now you can take two feet off all around you may have to do a little bit of thinning it might be all kind of dense in the center may have to take some anything that's growing to the inside Remove that. You don't want crisscrossing branches, uh, and you don't want a lot of denseness in the center of the shrub. You want it growing to the outside. So just just sort of work through. It'll take you half an hour or so to do it. Don't. There's no rush. Just take and stand back. Take another bit and and stand back. Okay. So it's above the node. That's right. Just above. Okay. All that the that was what I really wanted to know. Alrighty. There you go. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks, Thanks for, for calling. Yeah, Bye. You betcha, Molly. Thank you, and have a wonderful Easter weekend. Uh, nice to have Dubai here on this long Easter and Passover. Passover. This is That's a right. crazy weekend for yeah. me. I'm like all over the map. Exactly. Well, let's find out what's going on in Caledon East. Mm-hmm. There's Angie. Good morning, Angie. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning. I have about eight uh, peony bushes that are getting a little out of control. <laughs> Some of them are tea. Uh, tree peonies, oh. and the others are the regular. I need to cut them. I mean, do do I have to lift them right out of the ground to transplant, <laughs> to split them? Okay, so the herbaceous peonies are the ones that died down all, for the winter. Yes. And right now, they're probably not showing above ground no. at all. But you know where they are. You've got um, you know rings or stakes or something there. The best time, if you want to divide your those kinds of peonies, is in the fall. Okay. Not now. If you, you mean you can do it now, but you're really going to impact the flowering this year. That's what I was going to ask. That's what I wanted to know. Yes. I, I don't want to miss the flowering. And honestly, yes. If you're going to do that dividing, that you know, making it a smaller plant, sharing it with your friends, neighbors, mm-hmm. family, uh, you're going to have to dig it right out. And it's going to be with a digging fork. You're going to go down. You're going to lift out the whole tuber. Mm-hmm. And if they're quite old, I mean, peonies live for a very long time. I've got one plant that's blood red. That's eighty. 80 plus years old. Wow. But you put it there. It hasn't been in that spot, right? I put it, well, I I got a slip. Right. So you planted it when? How long ago? That one? Oh, eight years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, it will have grown, obviously, that what you planted and what's there now are going to be quite different, but you can still do that dividing, digging and dividing. Just do that in the fall, Uh, you know, September, preferably. Anytime in September. Now, the tree peonies... I would not even attempt to move. Okay. They hate being moved. They are very unhappy. If, I mean, it can be done. I've seen it. I've seen them survive transplanting, but they are tough to transplant. You can so many people prune. want slips from them. So many pe- people say, can I have a piece of that? 
but, Especially uh, the tree peonies, but yeah, I'm, I'm just going to have to say no now. Say no, because those are grafted. They will, even if you took some cuttings off of those and, and got some roots growing on the cuttings, they're unlikely to survive in other people's gardens. Okay. So that is grafted. There, so there's a different root. What's below ground is likely a peony, but it's not the same as what's above ground. Okay. So, yeah, just tell everybody, come to your house, take pictures, admire, bring bottles of wine. That's all good. <laughs> but no, you can't share it. You have okay, to buy thanks, Charlie. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Thank you, Angie. That pretty well sums up Charlie's approach to gardening. Bring wine. Right. <laughs> I always picture you I on your front you lawn too. doing the weeding with a little wine bag, you know? Wait, no, uh, it's that backpack. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you know, the, you the backpack yeah. with the straw. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Hey, we, Keep your hands, you know, I'm yeah. very busy in the garden. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we have to take, take a little bit of a break here, but let me repeat the phone numbers because we do have some lines open right now in Toronto, 416-360-0740, and anywhere in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Back in a moment to say hi to Yasmin in Hamilton here on The Garden Show. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Hey, Charlie, uh, let's head off to Hamilton. Uh, don't know whether we're on the mountain or not, but it's going to be in the general area anyway. Yasmin, hi, welcome to the show. Hi, good morning. All the best for Easter and Passover to you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Welcome to the show. So, Charlie, last night I happened to be awake late, and I was pleasantly surprised to see you on TV. Oh, that's nice. Mm. What, what, what was that? Was that the ageless <laughs> And garden? my question is, I thought I heard when you were planting seeds, did you say it does not lead, need light initially? Is that what I heard you say? It depends on the seeds. There are some varieties that actually do need light to germinate, and we okay. sow them right on the surface of the soil, so they do get light. Now, they don't need bright, bright light. They just need light. Most okay. seeds... Are, do not require light and do very well with a little bit of heat from below, will germinate faster. But as soon as they start to grow, as soon as you get a little bit of green happening above ground, then you need the yeah. light. Lots of light. Oh, okay. The more okay. Light, That's the what I, I, okay, I must have missed that part. Okay. Yeah. So depending on what you're growing, like lettuce, for example, requires light to germinate, but most seeds do not. Okay, because I've started some lettuce and basil and nothing's come through, so I just wondered whether I was doing something wrong. Well, the, the package should tell you how deep to plant the seeds, and the lettuce should have told you to sow the seeds, you know, an eighth of an inch or, or less deep, versus the, the basil, yeah, yeah, which would be a little bit deeper, because they are actually deeper. below okay. ground. Okay, all right. Well, thank you very much. And now I have to rush out and get the Toronto Star and read up on you guys. There you go. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Thank you you so much, Yasmin. (laughs) Delightful (laughs) to have you on the show. Where are we at? 927 here on a Saturday morning. Uh, And Oh, hey, look at this. Wait a minute. Frankie, get the bell out. Get going. Yeah, that's for Lynn in Markham. Hi, Lynn. (laughs) Good morning, everyone. How are you? Excellent. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Charlie, I had a weeping pussy willow bush given to me by my mother many years ago. After three years of our precious little rabbits from our forest (laughs) eating it, it started to grow straight. It has continued. We've just left it alone, and it is now about 30 feet tall. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) 
Wow. Um, it's lovely. The yeah. only issue is I can no longer reach to get the catkins in the spring mm. because they're now at a much higher yes. level. Have we made a big mistake doing this? Um, you know, do I cut it down and try and start again? Will it grow back if I, if I lop it off? It actually will. Oh, okay. Uh, pussy willows are super tough. You okay. can do a lot of abuse to a pussy willow and it will survive. Okay. So, yeah, so that because they grow so fast and they're such vigorous plants, and if you do plant one in your garden at any time, make sure that you put it right in your calendar to do annual pruning on that plant. So okay. the pruning can get be done at this time of year because you would be then gathering up all these lovely branches with the little fuzzy buds on them, which the little that we love so much, and uh, using them in you know decor yeah. um, arrangements, etc. But yeah, annual pruning for sure. So if it's thirty feet tall now, absolutely get out the ladder, do some serious pruning on that plant, get it back down to a reasonable size. What, what would what would be a reasonable size? Well, it depends on the size of your gar- of your yard. What, how much like you know how much room you're prepared to give this plant knowing that it's going to grow like last year with all that rain it probably grew a meter or more last year so in a regular year it probably would grow about a meter so envision what size you want it to be at the end of the summer recognize you're going to bring it to that size less the meter so if it's you know 30 feet tall do you want to bring it right down to three feet tall now that might be a little too dramatic but certainly start the process Okay. Chop it down by half for sure yeah. this season and do it again next spring. I'd Wonderful. Say. I appreciate your time. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you both. And happy Easter yes. and happy Passover. Thank you very Thank much. You so much. Take care. Bye bye. I was just going to say, uh, what is it about the pussy willow? It takes, it, for me, it takes me right back to kindergarten. Childhood. Childhood, yeah. When, uh, There's certain things we remember. Yeah. And you know what? So often it's, it's, um, it can be taste, it huh. can be feel, yeah. right? It can be smell. So, I mean, it's like lilacs. Everybody knows lilac. You know, the one shrub everybody knows and everybody says, the one plant I want in my garden is a, is a lilac. And again, it's back to your childhood. Back, yeah. You know, trimming them to take them to the teacher. You know, your mom trimming them, bringing them in the house. People know peonies for the same reason. And yeah, they know their yeah, pussy willows. Funny. Uh, can, can you buy pussy willows like at the garden center? Do they have a plant? A plant, yeah. You can. And anybody who's selling it, is, it's a license to print money because they're, they're so easy to grow. Wow. Just go for a walk I'm out in the woods. To, okay. Literally break off a piece of pussy willow. You don't even have to cut it beautifully. Take it home and jam it in the ground. It'll well, grow. Well, I, we can't. I can't find any around our place. Honest oh, to Pete. Now you'd think really? we live in the middle of a forest. Basically, True. Well, no, they are often planted like where I am. There's a like a green. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a walkway and it's a bike path, etc. Yeah. And it was planted up by the town of Richmond Hill, I guess, at some point. And there are pussy willows in there. I'll bring you a piece. Oh. All right, fair you, deal. You just jam it in the ground. It Excellent. will grow. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that goes well with my gardening <laughs> That's technique. That's right. Yeah. And that, you'll be the pussy willow expert after okay. that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Elizabeth in Scarborough, I hope you're listening in and uh, you're on the air now. Yes, good morning. Good morning. Um, I have uh, an enclosed balcony off my master bedroom. And last fall, I decided to put the hanging geranium pots in there. And they have absolutely thrived and have bloomed all winter. Nice. Once a week, I put a bit of water on them. and But now they're very leggy. And I wondered when to take cuttings. Normally, what I've done is um, <clears throat> to start new plants uh, in pots, use the um, um, stem root. Uh-huh. 
uh-huh. and cut them off, dump them in steam root, and yeah. stick them in soil, and yeah. they've done beautifully. But I don't need any more hanging plots, so I just wanted to put them in the garden. And I wondered if putting them in water, mm-hmm. they would get roots, and if I could just stick them in the ground. But I wondered how soon, because we've still got probably eight weeks before the ground is warm enough. True. Um, <clears throat> so, but if they are hanging geraniums, meaning they are, they're pendulous, they are, like, are they, or are they just geraniums in hanging basket? Oh, pots? they're just geraniums in hanging oh, okay. baskets. Okay. Yes. I was going to say, if you, they're going to, if you don't need any more of them, then just take, cut the plants right back and toss out what you cut off, and yes. that will bush them out. But I was thinking but, of, I could stick them in the garden. There's some bare yeah, spots oh, in my sure. garden. And, yeah, sure. and what I have done, pulled the geraniums that I had in the garden and stuck them in um, paper bags, mm-hmm. and then in the, in the spring mm-hmm. or in the, when it's warm, stuck them in the ground, and some of them have taken. In fact, sometimes I've had really good success with that. Yeah, it kind of depends on the vigor of that particular geranium variety that you're working with. Of course, there's so many out there, it's hard to know. Um, What I would do, you're right, it is a good eight weeks before you're going to be into the garden with these little tender cuttings. But I would still, I would take them anytime now, believe it or not. Uh, I would. So you're going to cut back the mother plants. That's yes. going to cause them to be more bushy and dense and look great when it's time to go out. Whatever you cut off, you can root, as you said, either in water or into little pots of soil. The stem root that you referred to excuse me, is a rooting hormone, and and that will encourage the roots to grow even faster. But giving them eight weeks uh, in pots will get those roots growing, uh, cause them to grow up a little bit so that they're not such tiny little plants, and be ready to go outside if you've got room for all that uh, Mm -hmm. between now and the end of May. Uh, I I would do my cuttings now. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you, Elizabeth. Bye-bye. Yeah. Um, You'd like to have a little word or two with Charlie Dobbin, Master Gardener. She's right here in our studios at the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village as we broadcast live. Uh, And the phone numbers I best give you again here. Got room for a couple of folks to call in. Uh, In Toronto, 416-360-0740. And then anywhere in the province, it is toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. I believe it's our old friend John out there in Mississauga on the line. Good morning, John. Our old friend. Good Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, friend John. Listen, I've been listening to every Saturday except the last couple of weeks. I was away for a couple of weeks. Where were you, in Malta? No, not yet. Huh. But I was on a cruise. Oh, oh wonderful. I'm still yeah. jealous. Wonder. It's true, Frank. It's the best. I'll bet uh, you. So now Frank won't let me ask you two questions, Charlie, so I'm going to ask my main one. You can okay. always call back, Charlie. <laughs> Anyhow, um, Charlie, a little while ago I heard you saying to, uh, you know, uh, that um, too much of cowboy sheep manure in the garden will um, will create more leaves. I only I, I do that every year. I already uh, turned my soil this year. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's your opinion, please? Can okay. I do that again this year or no? When when was the last time you added manure or any supplements to the soil? 
Well, last uh, last summer, spring. Oh, yeah, right? no, a- a- excellent idea. Always, always, and this is the vegetable garden we're talking about. Yes, right? yes, yes, yeah. yes. Every spring, good idea. Incorporate either composted manure or uh-huh. homemade compost. We need to always be supplementing our soil with organic material, which is going to help with the life in the soil. Keeping mm-hmm. in mind that manure also has some nutri- nutritional value. So just recognize that there are there's a fair amount of nitrogen in manure. So don't be cranking out the, the miracle grow as well as manure. So it's, if you're going to do this incorporation of manure, it's a great idea. Just be very careful with other fertilizers after that. Okay. So in other words, because to be honest with you, maybe in the middle of the season around probably, I don't know, the end of July or so, yeah. um, you know, sometimes, I, not sometimes, I just put uh, in the water, I mix it, and mm-hmm. then I, I water the tomatoes and, and yeah. all the veggies. Good so idea. Yeah. That I should, I should don't, not do that. Um, well, you because you have the experience of knowing what these plants look like when they're at their best, mm-hmm. and you know what you're striving for. In the case of tomatoes, of course, who cares how big the plants are? It's the tomatoes that we want, right? Oh, yeah. No, no, so, I, you know. so it really becomes a, a bit of a um, knowledge based on experience. So there mm-hmm. you are looking at your garden, third week in July, going, you know, you know, it's been raining a lot, so I know a lot of the nutrient has washed through my soil, mm-hmm. reached out, so I do need to supplement supplement with fertilizer now or it's been very very dry so and i haven't been watering and so it's not a good idea to crank a lot of fertilizer on the plants are small because of the drought right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know you just have to kind of look and recognize what the summer has been like what your plants look like but there's nothing wrong with doing like you suggest a fertilizing end of july on the annual vegetables annual flowers no fertilizing of our woody plants no don't be out there fertilizing your apples and plums and pears at the no, end of july that's, because that's well, the that's wrong my time. next question but fred won't let me ask you well, you know what i, I want... should spray or not <laughs> yes <laughs> spray dormant spray now <laughs> yeah but it's charlie to be honest with you my you know i i've been waiting and waiting like this morning i got up early yeah, but it is zero. zero i know it's cold, it's, and it's gonna be, and it's gonna rain this afternoon too. Yes. So don't spray today. Mm. Okay. Tomorrow, it's happy, only like happy soon. Easter, happy Passover, and thank always you. nice talking to you. Yeah, thanks nice for talking calling, to you, John. John and Take care. As soon as you hang up, I want you to call right back in. Well, he, he snuck a, it oh, in. Did he sneak that you, in? You he were, did. Yeah, you got it in there. I was. <laughs> I was slow on the draw. You're Son so busy looking at who's coming up here. That's no, right. But, so what John was just asking that he yeah. snuck in was, is it time, when is the time to spray our fruit trees oh, right. with the dormant yeah. spray? And I said spray now. And of course, he said he got up early to spray today. The rules with dormant spray, it needs to be above zero we, and above zero for 24 hours. Yeah. It also, we want no rain in the forecast for 24 hours and preferably no wind. So today's not an optimal day because it is going to be quite quite chilly overnight and it is supposed to rain this afternoon so wait another day or two john i you know sky is clear now but apparently it's going to rain later mm. but yeah above zero okay. no rain and no wind is the time to be spraying and that that will happen in the next week or so so be ready with your dormant spray Alrighty, charlie and frank skidding to a halt momentarily because it's <laughs> time for a little bit of a commercial break here on the show and then we're coming back to a first-time caller from Lindsay, oh, nice. mary by name so you hang tight mary we'll be right with you here on the garden show don't change stations just because the weather changes garden tips and advice all year round this is the garden show with charlie dobbin exclusively on zoomer radio well mary in Lindsay, excellent there you go. welcome to the show hey. hello good Hi, morning hello. um 
Yes, my problem is I bought a um, <clears throat> climbing plant last year. It's called a Thunbergia. Oh, yeah, yeah. A uh, beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. It has yellow flowers, and mm -hmm. it just bloomed like crazy. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm wondering now what I should do with the vines. Should I cut them off, the old ones that were there last year, or should I leave that? Will they relief? Or that, They're outside, I assume? They're outside, yeah. They are dead. They're dead. Yeah, that's an annual plant. <laughs> Yeah. So there's, you can cut it back, uh, you can d dig it up, you can do whatever. The chance of survival is extremely low. <coughs> oh, so, it might not grow at all this that's year. That's right. You might have to just get that plant again. And, uh, you know, you, you did you pick it up locally in Lindsay? Yeah. Yeah. So wherever you picked it up, whatever was, you know, whatever store, uh, swing by and just say, look, I love that Thunbergie. Are you getting more this year? Because <laughs> it is an annual and it won't have survived outside. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought it was something that once it was there, it was there. Yeah, it's it's very sweet, though. They call it um, brown-eyed Susan Vine, just because oh, it yeah. kind of reminds us of that. The brown, It's the brown center with the bright yellow, very, very cheerful plant and flowers. Oh, it's absolutely beautiful. I just love the thing. All right. Well, the only trouble is where I planted it, the only space I had when I planted it, my neighbor got the benefit of most of the flowers because her side <laughs> of the fence over. was uh, right. the, the south side. <laughs> I know. I've had that happen with my clematis, I tell you. Up and <laughs> over my fence into the neighbors. Yeah. And I, yeah, said, uh, I warned them. I said, when you find me sitting in your backyard, when you come home from work and I'm sitting there with my martini, I'm here admiring my garden. <laughs> well, what I did in the um, coming on fall, I uh, I took a... A piece of root, uh, well, piece, and, uh -huh. it, and it rooted. Oh, all right. And I put it in over beside my uh, garage, but uh -huh. I don't know whether that'll survive or not. Probably, Probably not. not. In its you need but, more but, sunlight. But again. good idea. So when you get a hold of another plant this spring and you get it out in the garden, take some cuttings towards the end of the summer, bring them inside for the winter, and then you're bring good, them in good for to go. Winter, yeah. And they'll survive, you think? Yeah, they will, yeah. as long as you can give them some sunshine. Yeah. Thanks, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Great oh, call. Okay, thank you very Good much. You bet yep. all the best. Uh, here's another Mary, for heaven's sakes, in Burlington this time round. Hi, Mary. Good morning. No. No? Uh, uh, what do we... Down to Sarita. Oh, my goodness. Okay, that, that line dropped off. All yeah. right. Yeah. So we're to Sarita in Aurora. Uh -huh. Good morning. Good morning. Hello, Sar Sarita. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Um, I have a flowering ma maple, but it never flowered. Oh. And I just wondered what's going on with it. Sunshine. It's about uh, 10 years old, I would say. 10 years old? Pardon? Did you say 10 years old? Yeah. So this is in a pot inside your house? Yes, but it, in the summertime, I put it outside. Okay. So, okay, flowering maple, it's interesting. Um, our last caller was on the same subject in the sense that it's a flowering annual tropical plant. So uh, flowering maple, the proper name is abutilon, A-B-U-T-I-L-O-N. Mm -hmm. It does look like a maple because the leaves are maple-like. Mm -hmm. yeah. It is not actually a maple because maples don't flower the way right. this one does. Uh, trick with, with the flowering maple is lots and lots and lots of sun. Mm -hmm. Do fertilize uh, as we're now getting into longer days. Mm -hmm. It's going to respond to fertilizer. Also, if you're going to prune it, prune it now, mm -hmm. uh, just to help it be a more compact, dense plant. Mm -hmm. Inside your home, it should be in a southern window, like right in the window, if you can it do is. that. 
and then as soon as we're frost free outside um yep it's just fertilizer and sunshine it should bloom Mm -hmm. but be careful that you're not pruning off what could be flowers so that's why i'm saying do your pruning now and don't prune in the future and you should get all kinds of blooms as the season continues Uh, should i repot it because the water is just going through when i water we know it's time to repot when roots are growing out the holes in the drainage holes of the uh, of the the pots. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it, if there's so much root in that pot that, like you say, the, it's just pure root and not a lot of soil, it might be a good idea to do some repotting. Mm-hmm. Remember. No, nothing dramatic in terms of the size up. Mm-hmm. So whatever size pot it's in now, one size up with some fresh potting soil, that mm-hmm. would probably help as well when it comes to flowering. All right. Thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure. Have a good Easter weekend. Thank you. Thank you, you very much. Take care. Bye bye. Th- and thanks to one and all actually for joining us on this long holiday weekend. Nice to be kind of a part of the family, huh? It uh, it is. Yeah, and it's it felt like. People had kind of left the city or something. When I was out yesterday, there was like nobody on the roads. Yeah. It was great, actually. Could get places fast yesterday. Uh, but today, there seems like there's lots of people around. So, yeah. you know, it's one of those things that it, some people do go away, obviously. Yeah. But um, A lot of hosting a, going on over the weekend, I was going to say, it's right? a big party. You're going to be busy with that in mind. Between Passover brunch today and Easter dinner tomorrow, it's a, it's a yeah. busy weekend for sure. You got it. Yeah. Well, let's say hi to uh, Joan in North York. Welcome to the show, Joan. Good morning. Hello. Uh, my problem is hostas. Uh-huh. I was given some hostas, and I live in a townhouse, but I have about 20 feet, uh, I guess, where I can put garden mm-hmm. against my t- brick townhouse, and yeah. I'm facing southwest. Okay. And the hostas have just taken over, <sighs> and I can't dig them out. Is there any other way? To, and, of course, the bugs love them. Mm. Uh, is there any way to dig some of them out or, or get well, them out without digging when I don't dig. Yeah, I would suggest the best way if you want to control them is to dig them out. Um, it is. There's no other real legal way to get rid of them other than digging them out. And if you're having issues with the digging, look for there's got to be some neighborhood teenager who wants to make some money and just yeah, get I one. I guess I could do that even that, my neighbor or yeah, my son. He, he doesn't that, like the gardening. Well, my son doesn't like to clean eaves troughs, but he still has to do it. You know, it's one of those things. So, um, but you know, yeah, that's what I would do. I'd look for some help to do that digging. The only other way you're going to eliminate those hostas would be with Roundup. Roundup is available in the store, but technically is not legally able to be used to control things like hostas. It's, it is available in the stores to control things like poison ivy, not hostas. So that's why I wouldn't recommend Roundup for that purpose. I would recommend a good sharp spade and, and a, a, you know, a, a teenager that wants to build some muscles. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good because I've got other um, plants around and I like to put in geraniums and yeah. things like that, but they just take over everything. Well, that's right, and if there's sometimes when plants are just too happy, they're just too vigorous and they do invade and take over, so you know, just eliminate them. Make that garden something that you like. If At Southwest, you've got lots of options to grow there. You know, you don't have to just have a bunch of hostas in there. Okay. Okay, well, thank you very All much. Right. Thank, thank you, Joe. You. Have a wonderful guy. weekend. Thanks for uh, joining us here. Um, there are a couple of folks we have yet to talk to, uh, and uh, we'll get to those calls in just a couple of moments. Got to take a little break here. You are listening to The Garden Show here on Zoomer Radio AM 740 and, of course, 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto. 
Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, Charlie, how's my psychability here? Uh, golly, I <laughs> psychability think our, is that a word? <laughs> our psych, psychic ability. There you go. Yeah, there you are. Uh, I think our next caller is going to talk about worm castings. Oh, yeah, think. Maybe call emanating from Riverdale. Well, well, we'll find out. Hey, Heather. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, Hi, everybody. Excellent. <laughs> How are you? I love your pink and purple shirt, Charlie. Oh, thank you. You <laughs> oh, are watching. Hey, wow. Heather. I am, and it's kind of weird right now because you're sinking, your voice is not sinking with your face. <laughs> oh, isn't that, yeah, that's kind of weird, isn't that it? That is kind of weird. All right, well, don't look <laughs> at the, for the face. <laughs> okay, I am calling about worm casting. We are doing it again this year. Excellent. And I thought, because everybody knows how great they are, but not everybody has a computer, I thought I might give you my own personal phone number. Okay. So if anybody wants to call and find out about it, All right. you can have that. All right. Do you want to okay. give it right now over the air? Sure. Uh, well, that's people are going to find it, right? Yep. Okay. Okay, but I just have a request that you don't call until Monday. Okay. All right. After Monday. Okay, busy weekend. Okay. So it's 416. Yep. 461. Uh-huh. Yep. 6605. Okay. Okay, so after Monday, for more information or to order worm castings, which are part of a fundraiser annually put on by the Riverdale Hort Society. Excellent. All you right. do a better job of advertising than I do. <laughs> so, and we know they're excellent because Frank yes. got some from you a couple of years ago and loved his garden. Yeah. Loved it. Great so, stuff. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So, more information from Heather for anybody, and I will. I'll give your number out again next Saturday as well. Heather. Thanks so much. When is Thanks. it? Is okay. it happy is, Easter. Happy Passover. Thank trip. you. Before you go, it's in May usually when you do that. The pickup of the worm castings. Pickups in April. In April. Near oh. the end of April yeah, and end of one April. in May. Okay. okay, got it. Good stuff. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Heather. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, here's Happy one Easter. of our favorite spots uh, that in our minds. Anyway, Charlie, you and I have <laughs> developed this wonderful little scenario uh, surrounding, well, uh, it all has to do with Empire Corners. And I love the name of this We've town. almost developed a little sitcom, you and I. <laughs> but anyway, Verna is there, and she's calling in right now. Hi, Verna. Hi. Good, good morning. Uh, good morning and uh, happy Easter to both of you. Thank you. Uh, I called uh, well, probably a couple of months ago in regards to an amaryllis. I was so excited after so many years was blooming. Mm-hmm. And it has bloomed, and I've still got one more bud to come. Nice. But now I'm wondering what do I do with the stalk once the flower has um, died? Well, cut off the, all those shriveled up uh, petals that are up on the top of that green flower stalk. Mm-hmm. And I leave the flower stalk until it shrivels down and turns yellow, which oh, it will okay. do in a week or so. So then that comes out just with your sharp pruners or scissors. <clears throat> then you've got to let that plant grow with those green leaves all spring and all summer so that you can fatten up the bulb so you'll be in good shape for more flowers next year. Perfect. Um, okay. Thank you so much. And yeah, they turned out beautifully and I've got one more stalk with a bud on it to come out. That's great. Yeah. I same thing. Mine, uh, I for the first time ever caused my amaryllis to rebloom, and oh. they've just finished blooming now. Wow. So a little late, not quite Christmas, but nevertheless very pretty. And now yeah. I've got green leaves growing, and I'm going to put them all outside for the for the summer. So yep, Excellent. success. Well, Both even if us. they don't bloom on time, it's exciting to see them. They're beautiful <laughs> anytime. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Verna. Thanks for calling and giving us that update. Yeah, I'm glad we've got time left on the show here to uh, particularly bring this gentleman in from uh-huh. White. River. It's Rick. 
Our old friend uh, calling in from the far north. Hi, Rick. Not everybody's not old. Don't we good. stop with the well, old friend? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, friend. Good, good morning, guys. How are you? Oh, uh, well, I'm getting better. You sound good. Yeah, well, it's spring is in, in, in the area. It helps. <laughs> yeah, but just two feet of snow on the ground. Yeah, and are, are you, is it snowing there now? No, but it's a dull day. It looks like it's trying to storm. I think you're going to get more snow. Well, to the west of us and east. Uh, yeah, oh, so boy. maybe you're in the sweet spot. It'll just melt. We are. We are a sweet spot. <laughs> Good. It's White River. <laughs> I've, I know. I've seen that on the web, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you about orchids. My orchids are full of blooms. But I'm going to do a switch and, and ask you about parsley. I have a hard time to grow this stuff. Oh. I, 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 I froze the seed. Or I, I, I moistened them. Uh-huh. I just can't grow this thing. Um, parsley shouldn't be that hard to grow. Is it, how are they fresh seeds? This year I did, did some fresh seed. Fresh seed, and you tried sowing them, and nothing's come up so far. No. So you'll always have better success growing any seed if you can give a little heat from below. Well, okay, yeah. So, I, I, yeah. Up on top of the fridge, if you can put the flat with the seeds, that's a nice warm spot. And then check every day. Little hood, of course, over top or plastic wrap yeah. to keep that moisture in. Soon as they start to grow a little tiny bit into that sunny window or under lights. Uh, or a heating pad, even worst case scenario. Get a little uh, heating pad and low, low oh. temperature. Okay. Just get that soil warmed up. Because you know what? The parsley knows there's still snow on the ground. <laughs> I think those seeds are waiting. They're just going, nope, oh, no, nope, too cold. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. So just try and trick the seeds with more optimal conditions, and I yeah. think you'll get them growing no problem. In this it can't, I can't ask two questions, eh? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. We've you got one other rules. caller. I'm going to try and sneak in here. <laughs> I do it for you, Charlie. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, oh, thanks for calling, Rick. Thanks Happy so much, Rick. Bye-bye. Uh, yeah, we have one more caller on the line, so yeah. I want to squeeze in this call from Pickering. It's Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys, and I'll make it really short. You're talking about pruning. Uh-huh. Rosa Sharon. Yep. But do you take out the thick ones? Like you do a lilac, or do you just trim it down? Okay, so depends. It's a shrub, not a tree, by the sounds of it. Some uh, yes, stems. I have three. And how long have they been in that location? Like uh, at least eight years. So they're a good size. So yeah, really too big. Depending on what, if you take out the big uh, stems, which you, yeah, ta- the proper shape of a rosa sharon is vase shaped or the letter V. So narrow at the bottom and, and a slight, you know, um, widening as it grows up. If you were to go down and take out the older stems at ground level in the next few weeks, um, then you might have to just do a little bit of shaping for the young growth that's going to come up or might still might be there now. Now, just to get that proper shape happening, it will bring the height of the plant down and it'll maintain the proper, uh, you know, sort of sculptural look of the plant. If you do the other thing and do the haircut, it will not be as good looking of a shrub. So, given those two options, you can do either, but um, the older, just like we do lilacs, the older stems at ground level is the correct way to prune. Fantastic. Okay. Okay. Thank Thanks you. for calling. And thank you very right. much. <laughs> Have a wonderful uh, Easter, rest of the Easter, Easter weekend, the Passover weekend, and uh, thanks for joining us. Passover, it. it's matzah time. Yeah. That's what Passover is. Matzah ball. A matzah, hey, matzah ball. That's nice. <laughs> Chicken soup with matzo balls. That's right. It's that time of year. So, yes, indeed, that's what we're doing at our house. Um, I think that's even what we're doing for brunch. There will be some matzo-made um, bagels oh. for the people that eat 
kosher for Passover, and then there'll be just regular bagels for the people that don't eat kosher for Passover, like me. <laughs> Good stuff. To okay. go with all of our lux and and Have cream a wonderful cheese. weekend, Charlie. Thank you. Yes, indeed. I think it's going to be really, really wonderful. And thank you for all your help today. Thanks, Sebastian. See you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.